time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Monday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear and Marcus live with you in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Chloe Levering working with us this afternoon as well. Marcus has the top five at five. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, three Tennessee players earn all SEC honors from the coaches. For the second straight year, Santiago Vescovi was a first-team all-SEC selection, while Zakai Ziegler earned a second-team spot along with all-defensive team. We have Julian Phillips earning the all-freshman team selection. Pairing this year's first team selection with last year's, Vescovy is just the fifth fall since 2000 to earn multiple All-SEC Tournament first team selections. Uh, Vescovy inclusion on this season's team marks the fifth time uh, during the Rick Barnes era, joining Grant, who had it in 2018-2019. You also got Schofield in 2019. So, I mean, we're getting first team All-SEC guys from this era, despite what people want to say. I don't think anybody's arguing that. I, I think people are just frustrated at the last lack of postseason success. That's fair. Uh, at number two, we actually have the SEC tournament schedule announced. Tennessee will be playing on Thursday, March 9th, as your five seed at 3 p.m. on the SEC network. They will play the winner of South Carolina and Old Miss, which will be on Wednesday. Marcus, are you saying Old Miss? Is that Old Miss? Oh, okay. I thought I heard a D in there. Do you think I'd... I'm, uh, I'm I feel, looking uh, at the uh, schedule. Uh, I think okay. if I said a D in there, I'd All think... Right, I'm just, just checking. Listen, I mispronounced better a lot than, of things. Uh, Old Miss is better than Mississippi still. Yeah, I hate I it when people refer to Old Miss as Mississippi. Yeah. Anyway, they play the winner of Old Miss, pronounced a little bit better, and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Lady Vols, by the way. I thought they had a good accounting for themselves in the SEC tournament. One game short of winning it all. Go to the Final Four, Kelly. They're going to – Get all these Neanderthals off your back. Come on. Let's go. There's a bracketology that has them as a five seed. Make the Lady Vols the Lady Vols again. We're a five seed? That was a bracketology I saw. Don't know if it's – it's not official, right. obviously. It's just – Thought you might want to hear that. Uh, number three, continuing with the basketball news, the AP Top 25 has been released. Houston remains at, uh, at number one with a thrilling win over Memphis. You have UCLA jumping up to number two. Alabama dropping to number four after their loss to Texas A&M. Tennessee drops five spots after the loss to Auburn, moving down to 17. The rest of the SEC, you have Texas A&M jumping up six spots to 18. Kentucky remains at 23, and Missouri remains at 25. We have this conversation after the season when when it's all said and done. But assuming there is no great run in this team, I'm talking about past the Sweet 16. I, I feel like anything past that is excellence. But uh, assuming that doesn't happen, how much do you have to weigh in the injury factor? Again, we we can explore this in depth much later, right? But when you're talking about coming into the season with the unquestioned leader of your team out for a long time, not playing, mysterious circumstances around that, he comes back and then he doesn't, and then he goes away again. 
Vescovy's injury, Phillips's injury, and now Zakai Ziegler out for the season at the end. I think we, even the most ardent of Barnes bashers would have to admit that is a very unfortunate set of circumstances for which nobody is to blame. But how much did that play into, if it is a disappointing finish, how, how much do you figure that in and just say, all right, we're not going not gonna to criticize the coach or the program or anything like that for that because of that reason? Well, then they're going to come at you with, well, they have the injuries. Why didn't they have guys ready to fill in those spots like BJ for Zakai yeah, and, and things like that? That's their typical argument. It's not because I agree with you. The there, injuries, there's no team. I mean, you take away starting players, multiple starters from Houston and UCLA, and mm-hmm. they are not number one and two in the country right now. I agree. At number four. The NFL has reinstated Jaguars wide receiver wide receiver Calvin Ridley from his gambling suspension. The NFL today fully reinstated the wide receiver from a suspension for violating the league's gambling policy. Ridley, who had applied for a reinstatement from his indefinite suspension for gambling on NFL games on February 15th, is now eligible to participate in all team activities immediately. You think um, Jacksonville, man, they've got to be the favorite in the South coming into next season, don't they? I really hate that. And the fact that they barely gave anything for him, they just had to wait one year. They traded a a 2023 fifth-round pick and a conditional fourth-round pick in 2024 that could be a second-rounder. But even still, as good as Calvin Ridley is, I would give up a second-rounder in a heartbeat to get him. Well, I think you have to, A, give their ownership and whoever made that deal credit. But, B, you also think about the luck factor here. We just talked about the luck factor with Rick Barnes. Think about the luck factor here. Where are the Jaguars right now if Urban Meyer isn't filmed giving some girl a rectal exam in a bar last year? Good God, Russ. (laughs) What? Are, are, you, are your delicate sensibilities offended? I feel like that's coarse language for a family show. Yes, I do. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but if he's still their coach, they don't have Doug Peterson. No. They don't have nearly the success that they were able to generate towards the end of this past season. No. And we're not sitting here talking about them getting Calvin Ridley back as something that probably elevates them to Super Bowl contenders. Let's not go that far. We They're going to be very good. They were very good. Get your brain wrapped around that, Marcus. I mean, that's just facts. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is one of those dudes. They're they're still look. They didn't really killer. We're still in the top five of five, so I'll save this for later. It's a good song, the English beat. Remember that one? Save it for later. But they didn't really have much going for them at the beginning of the year. They turned it around. That doesn't guarantee anything. Anyway. Uh, Number five, finally, a sushi chain has installed a camera system after a licking scandal. Uh Uh-oh. Who's licking licking what? A major major sushi restaurant chain uh, said Thursday it will install camera systems equipped with artificial intelligence on the conveyor belt after the industry was shaken by a series of incidents involving customers licking soy sauce bottles 
and other uh, and doing some other unhygienic acts at their restaurant. There's so many questions. A conveyor <clears throat> belt. So you know, it's one of those ones that like moves around like the table, and you like just take what you want off oh, of the yeah. belt. And um, people are pulling the soy sauce bottles out and licking them, and then putting back in. It seems. It seems so. Yes. This is so, such. Where is where where is this taking Gen place? Behavior. This is your generation, Chloe. What's wrong with you kids? This today? is. You know, I guarantee you, you there's not a slap. I guarantee you, there's nobody my bear's age licking the soy sauce bottle and then sticking it back on the conveyor belt. First of all, why do we need the conveyor belt? These are taking away jobs from people no, no, no. who need them. No, hold on. How is it? It's, it was called a waiter, Marcus. The waiter used to go and get the bottle of soy sauce and then bring it to your table. This is the kind of place that stopped doing the job that they used to do, but they have no compunction at all about spinning that iPad around and asking for a tip. It's in Japan, by the way, first and of I all. And I guarantee you they've got some kind of thing where they want you to tip them. First of all, nice use of the word compunction. Second of all, the Japan, the Japanese are the ones licking ja- the lick, licking. <laughs> They're licking the bottles. What's wrong with these so Asian this is, bottle liquors? This is a common, like for like sushi restaurants. This is very common to have. You have the chefs in the back. They are loading everything onto the conveyor belt, and people like it comes around. Mm-hmm. People will take what they want from it. They don't just get the whole thing. I, just, I, we get that part. It's the part that we don't get is why anybody in their right mind, whether they're from Japan, Pluto, anywhere, you would think that it's okay to lick a community bottle of soy sauce. I'm not arguing on their behalf. I'm trying to say to it's Russell. It's just one of these things. It's like a social media challenge. Oh, I licked it. Oh, is that what it is? He's upset about the fact that there's no servers. No, and no, that that's, a, that's a minor sidebar to this story. Well, you sounded let's, very let's upset we had many it. questions. I am, but uh, my my main... Chloe and the, and we got a lot of problems with you people. Okay, a lot of problems with you people, oh. Chloe. Yeah, so it they don't really have an answer. This is why they're putting security cameras in because they don't know who's doing it. How'd you but, like to have that job? Just sitting there watching the security cameras. Oh, that guy licked the bottle. Oh, that guy. Go get him. Go get him. Yeah, that guy right there. He licked. Like it'd be I an easy it. job. You just sit there and stare at people eating sushi. Which, when you say it like that, it <laughs> sounds kind of gross. People are nasty, man. People, would you? Okay, so you're in a foreign country. Would you say something to this person, Russell? I mean, if I on their turf. spoke Japanese, yeah. If, I if, mean, I'd bellow something in, like my fake Japanese, and then I'd speak in English. Oh no! What? No, no, you no. I think that's frowned upon over here. I, I imagine it's frowned upon over there as well. Just because you talk like Pat Morita from The Karate Kid doesn't mean he can understand you, Bear. Is this breakfast at Tiffany's? What's going on? You can't go up to go, oh, no, you licky bottle. Like that. That's not. He's, he can't understand what you're saying. And you're going to look at you and be like, why is this idiot American bellowing at me? I think it'd be pretty obvious when I hold up that bottle. And as long as we're being completely stereotypical and insensitive, I might add that you probably get up and whoop your ass with some <laughs> karate or something. I ain't scared. American tourist. Beaten <laughs> Thro- <senseless. laughs> Thro- Thro- Octogenarian sushi lover. 
It'd be some old ass man beating the wax on, wax off on your ass. <laughs> that is the top five at five. Thank you, Marcus. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines where Jamie is up next. Good afternoon, Jamie. Uh, listening to you guys are borderlining it today, aren't we? A little bit, but I mean, you're you worked <laughs> in the industry, Jamie. I mean. I feel like if even if I'm in a different game, like, dude, what the hell are you doing? I don't yeah, care if they don't understand that, me or not. It's just it's, it's coming face, out. It's the face and the tone that uh, needs no language uh, interpretation. That they they should be able to understand. Not, when I hold that bottle up and shoot the middle finger at them, they'll figure it out. And you're going to need to bring a whole lot more than karate, oh boy, because if if the, if we're going to stay stereotypical, they're standing about five six, about a buck ten. They'd still whip our ass. Be some old man. Would he break yeah, a sweat? That's probably fair. <laughs> it's probably probably fair. Um, guys, uh, I heard uh, Russ's uh, his solution to the hippos was just to kill. You know, there's too many of them. Just kill them. So but Russ is the new Bill Gates, I guess. Bill Gates w- wants to kill the hippos. Yeah, I mean they've they've got to get rid of them. Um, the 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 human race. Oh, I guess that's a Bill no, Gates wants to kill show. the humans. Oh, where have you? What, what world have you been living in, Russ? Or you've been following the science? I mean, uh, obviously not the same one you've been in, <laughs> Jamie. Not. Uh, well, all right, moving on. Hey, I noticed we're eating our own again, flushing the good mayor. And when, when things don't go the way you want them to, we turn and turn to take a bite out of. One of our own again. Who, Phil? Yeah. Phil yeah. is out of control today, man. He should be ashamed <laughs> of himself. He's lucky he's not going before the Council of Elders. He was a little out of line, wasn't he, We Russ? let him go for a long time. He came on here talking about how I'm he, all so- sick of looking at Rick Barnes over there. We let it go. We let him get it off, and and uh, he persisted. You're he persisted. You're sick of it, too, Russ, if you, admit, if you follow your heart. You're sick of it, too. I'm really uh, not. I, no, I'm well, really not. I, here's the thing, guys. I turned on Fan Run this morning for my fix, and, of course, the guys decided to take the day off again. Nobody can be bothered to send a tweet from the company account either to let us know. So I, I listened to um, another show, and they were they, they did the com- compilation of fast break points in 18 conference games this year is 74 points. I think it's a little under four points a game. And uh, I, I just – Awful basketball. It's. I mean, I'm uh, sure. 20, here we are sitting at 21 wins, uh, I, and you gotta like that, you know. But man, this whole last month or so, these last six weeks have been hard to watch. Um, I just, it's just not fun, man. I, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about winning. But man, the, you know, between the time that they tip the ball off and the final horn, it's boring. It's just boring. I've seen better basketball. Uh, I don't think it's square to put that all on um, on uh, Barnes, though. Let me ask you this, the, Jamie. How much other college basketball do you watch? I watch it not as much as I used to. I, it used to be – I used to watch a lot of college basketball. I, I, I still watch quite okay. a bit, so but not like, as much. Neither do I. I. I don't watch nearly as much as I used to. But I'm watching Memphis and Houston yesterday. And it's Houston, the number one team in the country. And I'm watching them, and, you know, they struggled too. Like, they were very fortunate to get out of there. They blew a big lead early in the second half mm-hmm. and, and gutted it out, and credit to them. They, they've they got 
tough players. I think they're really good. But I'm watching them just because I haven't watched them before. I want to see what all the fuss is about. And I don't see a team that's any better, more entertaining than our team. I really don't. Um, they're just they executed at crunch time. Um, UCLA is number two, and that's Mick Cronin. Okay, you think Rick mm-hmm. Barnes is boring? Like Mick Cronin, uh, <laughs> like that's that's Conzo ball that they're playing at. Now they do it at a high level, but uh, they, you know, that's not my, my point. Is I don't see a ton of exciting, progressive, free flowing bas- offensive basketball anywhere in the country, mm-hmm. including from the guy who beat Rick Barnes Saturday afternoon, your boy Bruce Pearl. I know. I noticed the same thing. I wonder what's his I wonder what's the problem down there. They just didn't miss on some guys or that's just definitely not Bruce Pearl basketball. You know, getting up down the floor and Letting it fly, that's Bruce Pearl basketball, and I just didn't see a lot of it. But, I mean. Well, I mean, it's uh, – and I'm, I'm I'm not trying to gig or anything. I, what do you all call him, Buck Pearl? He's starting to lose his fastball, man. I saw a little bit of that this year. I, I just think there's ebbs and flows in the game, and the game is trending now towards a more half-court-oriented style. You just don't see a lot of running and gunning anymore in the college game, which is interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Jamie. Like, I'd rather see that style than, than the half-court style. It's, it's more visually appealing, but um, I don't know. I, it, not to be all, who you going to get or what do you want here, but it's yeah. like, you know, what are the alternatives out there? You look at Rick Barnes and compared to just about all his contemporaries, you know, he's right up there. He's been very successful. Uh, well, real quick, Barry, you said, you know, uh, Bucks probably lost his fastball. Well, couldn't you say the same thing about Rick? They got pretty much the same record. Well, yeah. But, I mean, Pearl, that's not the first time Pearl's pants Barnes. He did it when he was here. And damn, he had Kevin Durant. No reason that team should have been able to beat that Texas team that year. No, and, you know, uh, Russ, I'm, I'm, and Bear, I, I'm really hoping that this is just, an, you know, uh, a blip and it goes, you know, college basketball goes back to something that's fun to watch again um, with teams like Arizona and Gonzaga and teams like, you know, they like to get up and down the floor. I, I, that's, they better figure it out because it, guys like us that, that lend them our time starting to find – other things to do than, you know, only when our team is on do you find this, you know, tuning in. That ain't going to work, and um, they better figure it out um, because it, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be entertaining to sell it. And, uh, you know, it it, it 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 can quickly go south. Uh, I, I remember when, you know, I'm old enough to remember when NASCAR, you couldn't get a ticket over there to Bristol. I'm not saying that, you know, the, I don't know. I wouldn't even begin to guess what they did wrong, but uh, I, I know I know things that are riding high today don't mean they're going to be riding high tomorrow. You, you've got to keep selling your product. It's got to be appealing, and uh, right now it just ain't. And I, it, um, I I'm curious to see you know this year's uh, March Madness tournament. Man, it could be just one of the craziest ones. It's just not a you know who who would y'all right now even think is going to be good enough to win. I mean, Houston's number one in the country, but, you know, they play – they're like Gonzaga. They don't play a lot of uh, big boys. I'll tell you, it's quietly two. gotten really hot the past couple of weeks is UCLA. UCLA, yeah, they looked really good. They came back uh, against Arizona. They were down early to Arizona and, and come back and 
just manhandled them. But um, it's wide open. Why not us? Why, why not, not now? No, why not now? Um, on the way out, guys. Uh, Marcus, what in the hell is going on with our Celtics? Did 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 Brad Stevens mess up and hire a buddy instead of a coach? Because he's awful. Uh oh, man, Jamie, Jamie's wanted to run uh, Celtics coach out. He hasn't even been there for a year yet. Love it. Hold on, hold on. I love it. Hold on. Can I just ask you a quick question? Please do. Where are they in the standings for the Eastern Conference? Uh, We're we're squarely at the number two. Number two. They're number two. Jamie's team is is winning its division. Number two in the Eastern Conference. He's ready to fire the coach. We are. We lost. We've lost four out of our last five and two on our home floor to teams that are uh, – you know, one team doesn't have anybody left on them. Brooklyn oh. they lost Durant and, and you're, Kyrie. You're 45 and 20, Jamie. It's We're third. NBA. We're in the top three of the entire league We have, because you have the Bucks who have 46 wins. you got the Nuggets who have 45. I, I'm not hitting the panic button. This guy has – you come into a situation where he could have made things a lot worse given the fact of what happened with our coach before. Instead, he has thrived. We're 28 and 15 in the conference. You know, that's that's not easy to do. So, you know, I, well, I'm when not you've got worried. the kind of players, when you got the kind of players we've got, I just, and, and I'll tell you what, and thanks for indulging us, Russell and Barry. I, I do this for you guys when you hit up with NASCAR, so I'll just be one more second. Uh, and Marcus, I'm glad you're. Uh, I got. I ain't got nobody to talk to about this stuff. But man, at the end of the games, we just look uncoached. Man, we take bad shots. We don't get in our sets. That sounds uh, he's got to talk me off a ledge. I'll, I'll, I'll get out of here. We'll, we'll we'll pick it up another day. Y'all hang in there. Jamie showing remarkable restraint there. At the There's end. a lot of panic is, buttons. Is, getting well, hit. Like his criticisms <laughs> of whoever the Celtics coach is now, very similar to the criticism of Barnes. Yeah. Joe Mazzula, by the way. You, 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 uh, think, you think he's games, hitting the panic button a little? Don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Look poorly coached. Can't get it done in March. Oh. <laughs> Marcus thinks he's panicking. I think that doesn't remind you of anybody else. Marcus, wait, Marcus is trying to be the voice of reason. He's like, Jamie, you need to calm down. Step off the ledge, my friend. Step back from that ledge. Just take your own advice when it comes to the Titans. You don't want to go there with me. I'm telling you. I think he kind of does. (laughs) Go anywhere you want to go. (laughs) Want to go anywhere with you. We have to hit a break. break. Yeah, otherwise, bear. Then we'll come back to more of these hopefully non-NBA related phone calls. (laughs) 865-546-8200 if you want to jump in. Stay with us. The docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the car wreck pro attorneys. Police in Colorado say today they are investigating John Morant's actions from the weekend after the Grizzly star posted an Instagram live video in which he displayed what appeared to be a gun while at a nightclub. It was a strip club, wasn't it? You have strippers in the background? I'm not sure. Pretty sure from what I saw. Glendale Police Department confirmed the incident took place at a bar in Glendale, a small enclave surrounded by Denver, known for its strip clubs and shopping centers. Source told ESPN it appeared that 
The Instagram video happened at Shotgun Willie's, which bills itself as a gentleman's club. So that would be yes. Department said it's investigating whether Morant might have broken any gun laws. Colorado is an open carry state, although there are exceptions to the law, including the carrying of a firearm on federal property. The tweet I saw, I think it's also illegal to carry a firearm while under the influence of alcohol. Where alcohol is being served. Yeah, like a bar. NBA rules prohibit a player from possessing a firearm while on team property or traveling on team business. In the video live streamed by Morant, it's not clear whether he's intoxicated, but others are shown drinking. So is it his gun? Did he bring it with him on the Grizzlies plane? So what, were they out there playing the Nuggets? I would assume so. I don't know. I mean, what is it with this, this, kid's with blowing this young up, man? man? Yeah, I don't He's like self-destructing. And for the first time in my life, I kind of agree with Stephen A. Smith. I never thought I'd say it. Hell has frozen over in other related news, but Stephen A. Smith called his old man out hardcore. He said, look, you're not one of his boys. You're his father. Because his dad's right there in the thick of it with all of them. Yeah, and you wonder, you know, the NBA used to have John Lucas. The NFL's got Tony Dungy, like these old grandfatherly figures of the game who's, whether it's a a Michael Vick or a I – I don't know who the – John Lucas used to get the guys who had substance abuse issues, yeah. Pac-Man Jones, and, like, you know, grab these guys and who might not have had the benefit of a, of a wise father or stable home or something like that and say, listen, man, you're headed down a dark path. You're headed somewhere not good. You've got the world at your fingertips, and you're about to throw it all away, and you're going to regret it for the rest of your life if you have a long life. Yeah. And I don't know who that guy is for John Morant and his world, but whoever it is needs to get a hold of him quickly because that's just what three times now you've had firearm-related issues. Yeah. Somebody's going to get hurt badly. This is not, not a game. This is dangerous. Exactly. You got the world. I mean, you've made it. And the thing about it is, he doesn't come from, I mean, he had a normal, as normal as anybody's upbringing is. He went to private school. Have you not seen that video floating around Twitter? Mm-mm. They're showing him they've got, uh, remember from 8 Mile, where Eminem breaks that guy down and talks about how he went to Cranbrook. I like how that's that's an insult now. Is like you you had a you uh, some uh, super elite we get, private get into school. A, we get into a, a whole other conversation here, but I mean that's that's seriously it's, it's one of the major problems with that world is you know things that are good are looked upon as negative and things that are bad are celebrated. It's a world turned upside I, I, down. I think it's more that you would you know don't act like you came from somewhere different than you came from you know better there's no excuse for it captain jamie Dillon told the associated press that police did not receive any calls or complaints about morant's actions but began looking into the matter saturday after learning about the video circulating online morant is away from the team why don't they they won't call the suspension either he's away from the team 
I mean, why can't we? I mean, Tony Vitello was away because he won't stop taking pictures with with a gun in his hands out of strip clubs. So uh, the Grizz play the Lakers in L.A. tomorrow. We'll see if there's any more clarity to that situation by then. All right, that is the docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. Online at foxandfarmer.com. Remember, they don't get paid unless you do. So what do you have to lose? Give them a call today for a free, no-obligation consultation. Doesn't cost anything to sit down and discuss uh, your case with them. 865-531-9400. Is the number foxandfarmer.com is the website. They're the Car Wreck Pro attorneys at Fox and Farmer. Let's go to the phones. 865-546-8200. If you want to jump on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, Roberto is next. What's up, Roberto? What's up, guys? Um, I have a bad feeling John Morant's going to do that to the wrong person one day who's actually street or hood, as they might say, and uh, they're going to take care of his business. Certainly, you know what not. I mean. It's basically yeah. what Russ was saying. I mean, but that's that's guy. what it sounds like to me is a guy trying to act hard who's not. That's what it sounds like. You don't if you are a if you are a gun owner and you're a responsible gun owner that understands the power that you have in your hands, you don't go flashing it at every Tom, Dick, and Harry you see. You just don't. Well, I, I hope, like I said, I hope somebody talk some sense into him man because like it's it's so weird how his his reputation has really taken a, be- a beating just in the past yeah. three or four months yeah it's so strange because i coming into this year I'm, i was a huge fan and now i'm like dude, he's like yeah the next face, face of the league a bright young star yeah. and and now, comes, comes from uh you know where a lot of guys don't come from he didn't go to an elite program he's not a blue blood at a college and the whole nine and great story and he's just acting a fool yeah and he I, I hope for his sake somebody gets in his ear because he's going to get shot. So what's going to happen, um, guys? I just wanted to call in and talk about Rick Barnes. I'm going to try to be even keel and honest from my assessment. You can't fire Rick Barnes. He makes the tournament every year. Everybody's like, I'm si- I'm tired of looking. I love Philly. I love Jamie. I think they're astute guys. The big brains, especially when it comes to basketball. You can't fire Rick Barnes. You just can't. We're, we're pigeonholed. We can't fire Rick Barnes. I'm tired of watching the way his teams play, and he's not going to change. I agree with that. How about this, Roberto? Uh, even, if you wa- even if you could, even if you wanted to, even if he wasn't well-liked on campus, even if he wasn't making the tournament this year. Or something? Yeah, it's $25 million buyout. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of millions. I, I, I know like numbers don't mean anything anymore because you have like $500 million. Oh, but they it's do when it's your basketball coach. $25 million. Yeah, for a basketball coach at the University of Tennessee here in Knoxville. Could they find the money? Probably. But they're not going to go to that, – that's extreme lengths. It's a lot of money. You got That's a lot of phone calls, a lot of asking around, a lot of, hey, chip in here. And nobody's taking and that phone call. he's exceedingly well-liked with the big dogs yes. over there. The big money – Loves them some Rick Barnes. Don't kid yourself. And I know it's a lot of people kid yourself, Roberto. Eighty percent of the fan base. Well, we'll put up a. No matter what happens in the tournament, Russell will put That's the poll point. in the field, and he'll have over an eighty percent approval rating. I guarantee it. I don't disagree, Bear. You can't fire him. Now, can we complain? Absolutely. That's what we're here for, right, guys? <laughs> um, I, I mean, they're abysmal to watch. I, can, I just don't understand why they will not get out in transition. Guys, they average eight and a half steals per game and seven points in transition per game this season. Yeah. How is that 
actually possible. How is that actually possible? Steals are what lead to transition points. Other than you think you're going to get jumped when you come over the sideline by your coach because you didn't slow it down. Well, who do we have that can get the ball on the break and just make an incredibly athletic play, get a basket or get fouled? Like, how many times has Vescovy or Ziegler been mm-hmm. driving, you know, on on a break like that after a turnover and they get it blocked from behind or they're afraid they're going to get it blocked behind, they circle back out and we get into a half-court set? Um, Feels like that happens only... all the time. I mean, my question is, I don't disagree, but we have a – right now, this is the lineup we need to be pressing the ball at the court with. The only guy in our our five that we've been playing a bunch right now, the only guy that can't beat his man down the court, in my opinion, is probably Vescovy, and I'm not saying that's every time, but the preponderance of the time, our, our five, four, three, and two can beat their man up the court on a fast break without question. And I just don't see how we're not pressing the ball up the court. We did it against Arkansas, and we blew the freaking doors off. It's the only game in SEC play where I was like, oh, my gosh, we look prudent on offense. Like, we look like we have a pulse, and we lost our arguably best player. If this team wants to go far in the tournament, they need to play defense the way they've been playing, and they have to score at least 12 points a game in transition, or we're done. It's just that. Again, not here to fire Rick Barnes. I know I know he's going to be here. I call him Mark Rick Barnes for a reason. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just always going to be there. He's always going to win enough games to keep his job. He's always going to have you in the tournament, and you're always going to be in the top 25, always. You know, the only thing that I – the cautionary tale for Tennessee fans is 2008, 2009, and 2010. I don't know how many times I've said it. Look at those three years at Texas under Rick Barnes. It mimics this year perfectly. Take care. Thank you, Roberto. Final segment of the drive coming up. You know, the the other thing, I I think I made this point on voluntary reaction is, you know, Barnes went to the 2003 Final Four, and and they didn't run him out until 2017 in Texas. 14 years, you said? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that was a long time, right? And Barnes isn't going to be here 10 more years. No. Like, I just don't think he has that kind of longevity left in him. Now, he can be here three to five more years. That's that's entire. But if he were going to be here 10 more years, I could at, – at some point, yeah, I, I could see the fans tiring and the tide turning and it becoming <laughs> ugly and maybe eventually you make a change. I could see it ended up – basically what happened down in Texas was, you know, they'd be like – somebody would – it would be you know, the like same AD. thing. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be similar. But like his situation here is completely different. He wins enough combined with the fact that he is pushing 70 now. I just don't think that's a conversation to be had. It, you know, I mean, all you got to do is look around college basketball and how many programming, you know. Texas got lucky that they had a Barnes – somebody off the Barnes tree just sitting there waiting, you know, or on Beard staff, or that could have turned south. But, I mean, Ole Miss just had to blow out Kermit Davis. And I don't – I'm not ready to jump back into the the chaos of just rolling the dice on these Look, guys. You never know. Hey, if, it, if, you know, Texas, part of the reason they were able to force out Chaka Smith was they knew that Chris Beard was there. Chaka and Smart. Want, Chaka Smart wanted the job. And – 
you know, it's kind of like when we forced out Johnny Majors, we knew that Philip Fulmer was there and it was that was the future. And if we didn't act quickly, somebody else was going to get him and then maybe he doesn't come back. If if Steve Forbes were there killing it at Wake Forest or Kim English was just blowing up at George Mason or there was some other guy with Tennessee ties that was just, you know, getting better and better. And you knew that he would love to have the job, but somebody else was going to scoop him up. Then maybe I'd be a little bit more willing to entertain the conversation, but that, that's not the case, man. There's no former Barnes guy that's ready to step in and take over. I love my guy Justin Ganey over there, but he's never been a head coach before. I don't think he's ready to step into that chair. Uh, Steve Forbes has not had the type of success that I think warrants him getting this job. You're not going to hire Bruce Pearl back. There's nobody from that tree that is worthy of stepping in here. I don't know. If if, If Rick Barnes retires tomorrow and this job comes open, it's a wide open search with no presumed front runners. And that can go any number of directions. You could knock it out of the park. You could hire another Barnes, another pretty good coach, but not great coach. And there are a lot of clowns out there that you could hire that you don't know are clowns right. that, you, that you would win the press conference and everybody would be excited about, but would reveal themselves within a couple of years to be Rick Barnes is inferior in every way possible. That's what I worry about. That's why I'm just, I'm fine. I'm fine. A little, little disappointed. Wish things had gone differently, but I'm, I'm fine with Barnes right now. Some of y'all got the seven-year itch. And I understand I get it. it. I get it. Yeah. Don't blame me a bit. But Marilyn Monroe's not living upstairs. Uh-uh. <laughs> I remember the dark days of Tennessee basketball. We were irrelevant, dude. I never want to even run the risk of going back to that. All right, stay with us. One more segment coming up. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. The drive continues on Fan Run Radio. Huh. I did. I feel like I'd vaguely heard of that. I, I thought the more the popular one was that Bill Gates had somehow gotten like microchips into the vaccine and that we what were, were they supposed to do. I, I think it was just like locating people and just having a, a an accurate census basically oh. of everybody and who where we were and that people kind of are th- crazy yeah but I mean, I, there's all kinds of those are kind of people who refuse to well, you're talking about you're talking about jamie now oh i know jamie's he, crazy i'll tell jamie <laughs> his, his damn face man you think i won't i love jamie but he's kind of crazy sometimes i'm crazy about different things we're all crazy but like Jamie, I guarantee you Jamie's never doing that deal like I told you all about. Instead of uh, – they've got like this pill you can swallow now to do like an endoscopy, like to look at everything. What? Yeah. It's, it's a, a pill. camera? It's a, like a huge horse pill looking yeah. like camera. And, and instead of having to go through all that stuff and get poop sedated. I guess so. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't dig too deep into it. <laughs> 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 so to speak but uh i just i know that it, it's supposed to it's like this cutting edge stuff and it, it's a wave of the future i mean think of how much money the insurance companies will save you're not gonna have to pay for an anesthesiologist you're not gonna have to pay for all those nurse you know the nurse all that stuff it's just 
it's going to be more cost effective just to swallow this camera thing and let it take a look at your insides. Are we not upset about this? Taking away the jobs, uh, the yeah, poor well, nurses. Yeah, no, that's. I was actually thinking about that, but my the pessimist in me said, "Yeah, there's somebody to save money. You know who it ain't going to be? You." <laughs> I mean, they'll probably make it expensive, but yeah, swallowing a camera inside of your body—that sounds cheap. Sure, that can get done for about twenty bucks, twenty dollar copay. Should cover it. Uh, it'd be a heck of a lot better than doing all that prepping and stuff that you have to do for some of those. Oh, that terrifies me having uh, like a tube shirted. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, a tube inserted into any orifice, but I was thinking more like your throat. Like that's, that's just ah. terrifying. I've had, I had like, I've had like, you know, like six bronchoscopies. You're just a little whore. That's, they don't go down your throat, they go in your lungs. Oh. And you just wake up a little hoarse, kind of like I am now. You're, you're asleep and then you, you wake up and your throat feels so you don't even scared. know it happened. Uh, most of the time, a couple well, of I've, times, I've, you, a couple you, of times you're coughing and you kind of cough up a little bit of blood. Sounds pleasant. Yeah, it kind of hurts. Brian says, "I think something that's hurt basketball also is how our football and baseball team win games with high fly and and scoring and bat flipping yeah. with attitude." Uh, that's kind of what I was talking about with my. You know, we were up to, I don't know what you called it in baseball. You had something about you were looking forward to the, you expect them to knock heads, oh, slap just people around. Aggressive as hell yeah. in, in baseball and football. Just oh, sheer aggression. Ferocious. Is like, you, know, you know, you're not always going to win, but we're you're, you're throwing the first punch. Yeah. You're throwing the first one, the three after it. You don't, uh, you, you've got the accelerator slammed to the floor at all times. With Barnes, it feels like. You got big old boxing gloves. You're like one of those old barbershop style boxers. Come at me. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're boxing. We're the guy in the first MMA with the one boxing glove on. And uh, the, the the newer, younger coaches are uh, Hoist Gracie and his gi. Whew, that's a reference. Yeah, nobody got that, did they? I did. What is match? His matches last like 15 seconds. He gets you an arm bar and you had a choice. You know, he was going to break your arm backwards, or you were going to tap. Alex says, Shotgun Willie's is one of the best strip clubs I've ever been to. Went there for my bachelor party. I need to go back now that I'm divorced. Okay. You want to blow some money? I went to uh... – No, she she likes you, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> tip her another $100. Yeah. I, yeah, she doesn't treat everybody like that. She really likes you for you. Went to Colorado a couple years ago for my birthday, and my friend's parents were like, you know, you should take them. You should. They tried to tell their Shotgun son Willies? to take me to Shotgun really? Willies. So that's like their His version parents. of the mouse trap. I don't Spanky know. Brown always called it the mouse trap. Mouse trap. I, I, I was wondering, he was like, you trying to act like you don't know what it's called? Mouse trap. The mouse trap. <laughs> Classy joint. Spanky Brown was a funny, funny man. So, did you go to Shotgun Willies? No, we went somewhere else. Where'd another, you go? Another gentleman's club. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I'd have to look it up real quick, but you just a, you're a misogynistic pig. Yeah, you? man. No, they proud of yourself. I went there for an alcoholic Perpetuating. drink. Don't don't try and qualify. No, you're gonna you're gonna try and act like you didn't look at. They came the to me. No. Oh, they came to Marcus. They came because he exudes they money him. and power. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just had a charisma. They just w- wanted to have a Magnetic. conversation yeah. with me. <laughs> so uh-huh. I have a conversation. 
hey, hun, why don't you don't, don't, don't try and correct it now, Marcus. No, it's gonna, all right. You know what? You're, You're a misogynistic no, pig. There are and that's male strip okay. clubs, too. Women can visit male strip clubs, too. There's, you know. It's not all about men. Uh, don't, don't, don't try and do this. You're are trying you, to thread the Are you going to pretend that there aren't male strip clubs out there? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there? Yeah, of course there are. Not a here. Not What's in the last time you, what do you went? Think Magic went Mike? One. What do you think Magic Mike is it's based off of? It's based on a real thing. Not, When's I, the last time you were in one? How wasn't it? <laughs> nice. Yeah. What? It's equal, Bear. I believe in equality is all I'm saying. Uh, like a Marcus turned this... Uh, attack against him into. I, I had to. A woke think I don't care. I don't care. Woke. I'm going to defend myself. trying to woke me. I'm going to defend myself. Dustin will be our final caller of the evening. What's up, Dustin? I don't know where to go with any of these conversations. So much crap going around. But uh, it was brought to my attention yesterday. There may be a uh, future coaching candidate back on the scene. Who's that? He used to coach here, and his show cause is about to come up. Oh, right? That's what Russ <laughs> has been talking no, about. No, I, I, I was explaining to him at Roger's thing yesterday. My you're at Roger's service, and you're trying about, to talking yeah. about bringing damn Donnie Tindall back. With, with uh, You two should really be proud of yourselves. <laughs> Golly. You don't think Roger would have liked that he we were talking sports? He absolutely Donnie Tindall. My I mean, my my grand plan for those of you who are not familiar is is that you know uh, Donnie's still got two or three years left on that show cause it's coming up man and Barnes got two or three good years left in him all I'm saying the stars are aligning bring our favorite son home and now big gold with him now I saw the picture of Dustin Raj and and Coach Tendall like what was the deal Dustin like he didn't like he recognized Raj was that the deal you were telling me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back when I was um, a wannabe radio guy, I, we got to interview him. And then the very next day, we were walking through the uh, Orange and White game. I tried to stop and talk to him. He's like, and somebody said, no, that's Rock Call Roger right there. He he didn't go over to me. He went right to Roger. He's like, let's get a picture, fellas. Oh, that's pretty awesome because, I mean, it's Roger. Everybody knows who Roger is. But, yeah, he took time for me and Roger. I actually took time for Roger. I just kind of photobombed the, the opportunity. But, yeah, yeah, that's that's our guy. That's why we want him back. Get uh, Dick Burns out of here. Oh come on! We got, uh, that, that, we got two thank coaches: you, thank, uh, Rick, regular he, season Rick, then Dick Burns. Jay, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on now! Come here and take a shot at the Deacon. You're lucky to have him. You'll miss him when he's gone, Dustin. Show a little respect. It's an outrage. It's gonna do it for us, though. We gotta run. Lucky we're out of time. I might cut a promo on you, Dustin. Knucklehead. It's always tomorrow. Smashed. Maybe tomorrow. Get smashed! Thank you, Chloe. Great job. Thank you, Bear. Okay, job. You're welcome, Russ. Marcus. Oh! Appreciate you being here, You bud. did a good job today, Marcus. Appreciate that, Bear. No problem. Overtime. Headed your way next. We'll do it again tomorrow right here on Fan Run Radio.